0: My name is Julia Kans and um, I'm a Swedish artist and and designer and writer. Um, And uh, since uh, about almost a decade back now, I've been running the site Magic Fabric, which is about the interface between uh, 3D technologies and uh, fashion and the fashion industry. Or at least that's where it originally originally started. Uh, Now I'm including uh, a lot more technologies than just 3D. Uh, on the site but yeah that's how I started out. Yeah I was saying before when we were chatting that when
1: I first started my journey with digital fashion and when my interest was first sparked your Instagram account and blog was actually the first thing I saw and I thought it's just amazing and then also reading your um, reading the magic fabric story I realize you're literally the earliest adopter of digital fashion I've ever seen like like you said you literally started it 10 years ago so I'd like to take it way back to how this interest for you was sparked like did it was it impacted by your childhood like how how did it all start this interest
0: yeah it's um um it's interesting um to think about our our life choices and how we end up the way, or how, how we make the choices we do, and uh, and I think for me it's um, probably uh, I have a lot of I have a huge interest in sort of the interfaces between things and um, cross points between I guess um, sort of humanist and uh, natural science perspectives on things. Um, and of course, a big interest in new technologies and uh, how they are being sort of used and implemented in in society. but I, I, I started I mean my background is in, in in the arts. so I have a fashion and, and art background and I used to work a lot with um, with clothes with garments, uh, but with uh, a super artistic take on it, I mean, I was working with with things that... I was looking a lot at the the, the avant-garde fashion, avant-garde scene, and was super interested in uh, exploring sort of um, exploring perspectives on the human body and 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 silhouettes. And so it wasn't things that would fit into a commercial fashion context necessarily. Um, uh, But I guess that's how a lot of students work. That's the time in your life where you really can innovate and explore and don't have to be tied down to what you can produce and manufacture. Um, um, but when I graduated, this is over 10 years ago, but when I graduated, um, I felt like the things that I was doing didn't really fit in anywhere because I didn't feel like I I couldn't see myself working uh, in the art scene necessarily. Um, I didn't feel like I was a good artist or I just couldn't see myself doing that as a as a profession uh but I couldn't either see myself working in a commercial fashion design setting so I was a little bit lost to be honest with what what I was going to do uh, uh with my work and how to continue um but uh I was working for quite a few years as a as an artist and had artist funding and we uh, were doing projects but what I discovered there was I really liked to work with uh, photographers. Um, so I, I discovered I, I wasn't maybe too um, tied down to materials or the craft in itself, but I was more into concepts and uh, that's how I discovered digital worlds and things that you could do in digital uh, settings. Before so we go into the digital side. When you were producing
1: this art, what was that like? Was that with physical materials, and what were some of the pieces you created?
0: Yeah. So, um, for example, with my uh, graduation project, uh, Shell, uh, I was um, I was trying to approach the human body almost like architecture. So I was sort of um, building out blocks and pieces, organic pieces on the body that didn't exist. So I was using steel um, constructions, and then I covered that construction with uh, new uh, pieces of, of garments, like in, in silk, and made them transparent, so you could you could almost like uh, put a light through the through the the entire piece, and it would create a new volume um, on the body. Um, so that was sort of the approach I had, uh, on creating fashion. So it was mostly about not creating things that could be worn, uh, at all, but rather exploring, uh, exploring the concept of, of the human body. Yeah.
1: That makes a lot of sense as to now why you're so into digital fashion. So then when you realized this, that you were more into conceptual pieces, then you turned to digital, what year was this and what stage was digital
0: fashion at, at this point? Right. So I graduated in 2009. Um, so that's a long time ago. And I, uh, at that time, um, digital fashion was not, a, a work field at all. It was, it wasn't talked about. It was, or virtuality wasn't a thing in the fashion industry at all. Uh, these things only existed in the game and VFX industry. Um, that we're seeing today so how it started out was um, I was looking a lot at um, the game industry and how they work with character design Um, and I was super curious um, about that and I was so fascinated by the fact that there were so many so many guys working on because they were mostly guys working on creating super Uh detailed and Um, well-designed pieces that were to be worn on avatars but they never called that being a fashion designer or or even fashion and I was super fascinated by by that and and, um, that's when I um, also started talking to the game companies in Gothenburg where I was living back then and um, was sort of trying to sort of get an understanding how they were working and if uh, if there were any sort of touch points I could find with, together with them, but the companies that were working in Gothenburg didn't really work with those types of games so it was sort of hard to find a way to to collaborate or uh, I think they were quite confused with what what I was trying to get at as well. Um, but I but I didn't give up that idea so instead I started that's when I started the the blog and the site. Um, and instead I went out globally to uh, interview people that were working uh, internationally in the game industry from the bigger companies and more as kind of AAA type of companies where those things actually existed. And so I was interviewing people from Bungie, from Epic and from different places and they were a lot uh, more open to these ideas and uh, were actually saying that oh we've thought about this ourselves and uh, this is something that we we, we really need some new, uh, fresh eyes on. And uh, we don't always know what we're doing when we're designing these um, outfits for characters from these different sort of uh, historical settings. It's uh, super eye-opening for me as well.
1: That's really interesting. And I mean, it makes sense because even though gaming and fashion has only united in recent times, it's even the games 10 years ago the characters were still wearing outfits, so it obviously was someone somewhere was thinking about it, and obviously, like you said, they actually were so it's 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 interesting that it's taken so long to come together. but how did you actually and uh, how did you get access to speaking with these people from the gaming companies?
0: Now was this basically reaching out to people that i that I thought were doing interesting work? And almost all of them responded and wanted to be in on it. So super positive response there. And I wasn't expecting that. Uh, And then it just uh, took off from there.
1: Yeah, it's interesting because I think sometimes you think you're the only person thinking of something. But then once you actually vocalize it, you realize usually people have had the same idea. And then that's what it takes to actually make something happen with it. But at this stage when you were talking, was it strictly fashion for... Characters, or had anyone? Did anyone mention that it could expand out of this at this stage? Expand beyond
0: character design, gaming world. Ah, okay. Um, no. Um, we mostly talked about uh, character design. Um, it was mostly evolving that, and then a few years after, um, more pe- more and more people. industry started to talk about the interface between fashion and technology but um, then it was not as much about virtuality but more around smart materials smart watches and um, those kind of things more evolving around the sort of physical items and 3d printing and things like that Mm. those were the Bigger trends in fashion technology. Back then, there were a few projects that were I remember quite early. I think uh, Nicola Formichetti was doing a collaboration with Eve Online, and that's probably uh, as early as 2014, 15, maybe even earlier. Um, yeah. There were a few attempts, a few sort of initiatives, but um, but not that many.
1: It's really interesting how things evolve, but at this stage, so were you actually helping to design the garments for the gaming characters? Uh,
0: no, not at all. I was, um, I was not doing that at that point.
1: Mm. So at this point, you're starting your blog. How much attention did it get when you first started and how did it look? Obviously, we didn't have Instagram at that stage so
0: Mm. where were you actually posting it so i was i was only working with um, uh, the site i don't think i even had an instagram account until maybe 2017 or 18 so i was not relying so much on social media um but uh but i was and i was mostly doing in-depth interviews and now i think i'm working with the site in a way that uh, allows more formats of of um, of content and uh, also content that's um, pure sort of inspiration to work with different softwares and technologies and not only interviews. But, uh, but at that point, I was still doing uh, doing interviews only, and uh, I think people are very uh, interested in in personal stories uh, and uh, professional journeys, for example, and people like to read about other people. Um, and how they sort of um, I mean the, the impression you get sometimes in the media is that it's all uh, success stories and it's it's people sort of instantly making it and being super talented and creative and, and then you uh, graduate and you find a job immediately and that's not reality for most people in the creative industries it's a it's, it's a journey and um, creative people usually figure it out but it's a it's a bumpy road and uh, sort of finding your place in as a creative in the world. Uh, I think yeah. pe- people need to hear those stories from other creative people um, and to share those experiences.
1: And was that your original intention behind starting the blog and has that intention of what Magic Fabric is and brings value to, has that
0: changed? I mean, originally it was putting light on uh, a potential work field that didn't exist. Um, And just going from seeing all these people in the game industry working uh, the way that they did, but then it's expanded from there because now it is a work field. I mean, my favorite, my sort of dream job uh, many years ago was to design virtual people or to create virtual people. And today that is an actual job. And back in the days that I was told science fiction. So things change very, very quickly. Um, and the site has changed a lot over the years as well. Um, mm-hmm. And over the last year, I've worked a lot more intensely with it. Um, because um, today we're, we're sort of at a point where Uh, This is an established work field. We're seeing uh, hundreds and hundreds or maybe thousands of digital fashion studios popping up all over the world, Um, which is also the reason that I've uh, decided to expand what I cover on the site to also include other technologies such as blockchain and artificial intelligence that I think will have a major impact on the industry moving forward.
1: Yeah, I was going to say you must have seen a massive shift in recent years. Do you think COVID and just the acceleration in digital fashion, has that really impacted the Magic Fabric blog? It must have grown a lot. How was that shift?
0: Uh, Yeah, I've seen um, sort of the the general interest in digital fashion. If you talk about the digital fashion community and the blockchain community, there's a major increase in interest there. But I also want to expand the horizon a little bit on I mean, to sort of think about the macro trends here and and the world and and the changes uh, in the fashion industry uh, in general, I mean we're we're talking about there's there's some major transformation here at works, which is about digitizing the the fashion industry, and that is something beyond I think digital fashion products or or skins or nFTs. Uh, um, and so it's it's good to think about the mechanics and what drives all of this. And I think COVID for sure was a, a catalyst in, in pushing a lot of these things forward because people were in their homes. And I think a lot of companies felt like it's now or never, kind of. Like instead of shutting down their innovation projects, they, they invested more in innovation. Yeah. And so I think... For sure, COVID has has meant a lot.
1: And why is it that you're so passionate about digital fashion? Is it again, is it the creative aspect, the conceptual aspect, or what is your favorite part of it all? Um,
0: I think I, in general, of course, with my background in fashion, I've been sort of super interested in how my skill sets can be applied to something more than physical production. So it's been um, a little bit about that, but also. I really like, love working with new technologies uh, and especially technologies where there's a strong connection to the human body and the and human experience. And I think people with artistic background are especially good at creating that um, and creating experiences. Uh, so I think it's super important that people with uh those kinds of backgrounds get involved uh, in in technology and, and technological developments, uh, for many reasons. Yeah. Do you think
1: that new technology can really aid the creative process specifically in fashion?
0: For sure. I think, um, in, I, from many perspectives and in many ways, I think what we've seen now with generative AI, we've seen, uh, suggestions on how that could, um, uh, change the way we work with um, producing digital art or prototyping or um, the different things that we could use that for. Uh, I think technology has the potential to remove a lot of steps and things in the manual process that uh, that we, we necessarily, necessarily don't want to spend time on. Uh, but also, I think... Now what we're seeing with generative AI can also draw out and suggest new directions that that we where we don't feel like we um uh, we would have thought of we would have thought of ourselves.
1: <laughs> have you received any negative comments on the work you post or digital fashion
0: in general? When I started out putting focus on this, um, most people. I mean, no one's been saying anything negative or been super skeptical, but I don't think people really see the value in it or like what it is and what it can bring. Uh, I mean, it's it's if you're in the digital fashion community and if you're uh, maybe you even own digital fashion NFTs and you're sort of inside of that uh, community, um, it's easy to see the value of it and you and you really believe in it. But most people out in the world don't own nfts and don't know what this is so it's it still is um a niche community uh with its own narrative um that is a bit separate from everything else but uh but of course i mean if, if you look at the way that um, the brands and the retailers are approaching this um i don't see this as a product in itself or in isolation i think it's why they are sort of investing in, in, in building presses on the game platforms, et cetera, is because it's an extension arm for them to, to, to build brand interactions with their audiences and with new audiences that they didn't have a connection to before. So I don't see um, necessarily digital fashion as a separate product or something that competes with physical products, but more... Um, as an extension of what exists today.
1: Yeah, that was going to be my next question, actually. So how do you see digital fashion fitting in with physical? Is it purely for the brand elevation or is there anything else, do you think?
0: The way that digital fashion products and services work today is that they're more complementary to, to the existing things that are there. But it's one thing if you ask a digital fashion studio that are working probably both b2B and b2C. But if you look at the brands and retailers, um, this is something that they're exploring and looking into right now, and some of them have launched nFT collections, and some of them are have a presence on the on the game platforms, but it's not a part it's sort not a they're sort of core a part of their core business to do these things. So I guess for them, it's more uh, of a marketing activity. Um, but I think that's all going to change. And I think um, maybe it's going to be, uh, probably going to be an extension arm to their existing products and something that strengthens the connection with their brand and with their existing products. And today we talk a lot about digital um, and digital experiences, mixing, um, your experience with, with a physical with, with a physical product with uh, something in the digital world, and that can happen in so many different ways. Um, but I think that wasn't talked about as much a year ago when um, when the sort of NFT market was peaking. But now that we have seen a decline, I think people are changing direction and are iterating. I and mean, what, what what can we do now when when people are not anymore looking at just buying collectibles?
1: No, it's really interesting. I mean, it's already changed so much. So it'll be interesting to see how this continues to evolve. But it's interesting what you said about how you initially started your blog to shed light on opportunities within an industry, or that's how it is now. Um, can you explain just to break it down for those who don't know, like, what does what is your blog made up of? So you have your articles, your interviews, but then you also have your job board, don't you? So why don't you explain a bit more about what is actually within Magic
0: Fabric? I constantly iterate on 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 what's going to be on Magic Fabric. I make changes all the time. And then I branch out new things and see how well they do and how I can sort of serve the community best. And um, the main goal and the main vision is um, to have a platform that doesn't just like publish press releases from established brands and, um, and uh, established digital fashion studios, but I want to show projects and maybe feature people working on things that are more progressive or with the potential to have major industry impact. And I, I do this because I want to inspire people both in the fashion industry and people working in, in digital entertainment to sort of find these common touch points and also to update themselves on what's upcoming in terms of technology and software as well. And uh, going from there, I uh, both do features with uh, with people and personal stories, but I also showcase um, uh, shorter stories with, with uh, technology stories, for example. And um, one thing that I've and have built recently is a beta version of of a job board because i feel like with this work field opening up um i mean to start with recruitment is a super old school industry it's it's um nothing has nothing big has happened there for for years uh it's really uh hard to find uh people with the right skill sets and uh and um, in this field that still is, I mean, even though digital fashion is is a growing work field, it, it still is hard for companies working for, looking for, for example, people that are really good at Cloth3D, which is a software that is uh, growing at in adaptation, but still there's very little people. I mean, if you compare it to how many 3D artists there are in the world and people that are specialized in Cloth3D, it's just like quite asymmetric. So, um, and also just the fact that uh, this work field exists, uh, just offers people that are, for example, 3D artists, the opportunity to work for both companies, uh, fashion companies, but also companies in VFX and digital entertainment. And these touchpoints and these uh, interfaces, they're not represented if you go to a site like LinkedIn, for example. Um, And it makes sense also that recruitment happens on more of a kind of a tribe, places where you, in places where you go for inspiration and content in general that interests you, you would also go for, for jobs, for example. Um, I love it. I think it's so cool. And from my knowledge, I feel there's nothing
1: else quite like this for digital fashion jobs and content specifically. So I think it's, it's so cool, but what do you think is the most in-demand
0: skill in digital fashion at the moment? In, in a broader definition? Um, including also the bigger fashion brands and the uh, and, uh, VFX and, and games and so. Um, I think that there's still, I mean, with uh, a lot of companies now pushing virtual, with building digital showrooms and, and doing digital prototyping and all these things, then there's still a high demand for 3D artists or people that are really skilled in in 3D modeling, etc. cetera, and animation. And if we look at the XR industry, for example, there's um, there is a need and will be a need for people that are skilled in XR interaction and are UX designers with specialized on the RAR, because that is that is not the same thing as building a website or building an app. That I mean, spatial interaction and 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 orientation within a virtual reality is something completely different than than flat design. So. I think there's going to be a continuous um, need of people that are really good at that.
1: Yeah, I think when we talk about specifically visual effects, virtual production, all these kind of native gaming technologies and then combining them with fashion, that's like a completely other topic and there'll be completely other new jobs in that. What do you? How do you see that kind of elevating more? How do you see fashion and gaming technology coming together more? In the future
0: I think it's 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 already happening uh, and I think not all for example not all game companies are gonna be interested in in, in, in this and not all of them are gonna apple from from fashion for sure uh, I mean a part of a part of the core game industry is still sort of uh, not actively working with this I know Ubisoft for example is but um, there's opportunity and then there's blockers. For, co- for making these industries work together. And I think one, one blocker here is uh, differences in, in software and that we, we don't work in the same softwares. I mean, for Code 3D is widely used between both of them. Um, but, um, but for example, it's not very common to have uh, people come from the fashion industry and being very oriented in, in 3D modeling software or animation. Um, and from the game industry um, side, I mean, the 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 work. Even if if there would be a need from the game industry, like we need to bring in people that really know how to make clothes, it's still those roles don't exist yet, uh, and that's not how they build their sort of pipelines and and, and roles and workflows. Uh, I assume uh, if there is a will, there is a way. There, I think that there's gonna that's gonna probably change for some of them. But yep. but there are still some major uh, differences in in working uh, It's going to be hard for the game companies to sort of find a way to fit new types of people in into their workflows and from the fashion industry, I think the fashion brands brands are very likely to take on people with a gaming background. If they're going to build all these new types of virtual experiences they're going to need people that are really good at that um. And I think we're already seeing that happening. Yeah, it's going to be really interesting
1: to watch it evolve. But um, do you game yourself?
0: Um, I do uh, a little bit. I'm super into um, VR and uh, super curious about um, uh, what you can do in <laughs> and what kind of games you can play in virtual space and fully immersed. Mm. So I do, I do play uh, some VR games. But uh, I guess I'm more uh, of a maker person, Uh, I get a little bit restless (laughs) if I spend too much time on like watching TV or playing games, and I prefer doing things, I suppose, and also a bit of a, uh, I guess, I get very easily hooked, so if I start playing a game, I'll be stuck in playing the game for eight hours, (laughs) so I better stay away from it.
1: That's interesting, that's fun. (laughs) Um, so what advice would you give to individuals wanting to break into the digital fashion world
0: I mean uh, digital fashion like I've mentioned is a bigger span of things than it it used to be Um, and you can work with it from so many um, in so many ways I mean you can work at an established fashion brand and work in implementing um, digital uh, garment as a way of making the manufacturing chain more efficient and and use it for prototyping but you can also work in a way that is completely detached from from physical products and manufacturing and work at in um, a digital fashion studio and only work with skins for for metaverse platforms for example so i guess focus on the things that really speaks to you like if you're interested in in the aesthetic of a digital fashion or are you interested in more from an asset and construction perspective or maybe you're interested in just interested in what kind of virtual experiences you can build with it so i guess start with asking yourself that question um and then focus on on one thing and learn probably learn uh basic software for building things because you don't want to rely on other thing. people just uh, um doing the work the yeah. thing with with software now is that if you learn one software really well it can easily be outdated the next year so it's uh it's 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 tricky um and i've heard that from both from the fashion schools and from the game uh, educations that they've invested everything in sort of one game engine and then the next year the industry changes standard to something else and that is that is super tricky, but I think it's going to be hard to be uh, a generalist and know a little bit about everything. Like, oh, I'm a little bit good at UX and I'm also a little bit good at, uh, at coding for a game engine. And uh, I think um, I think it's good to be a generalist, but it's hard if you're just freshly graduated from school um, and, and be a super generalist.
1: Yeah, it's hard because obviously, if you want to do a very specific role, you need to know something well, and then it's hard, like you said, because there is a lack of standardization with with these three D softwares. So, it's hard to know what to invest your time in. But mm. I, I think if you, yeah, it's def, if you're wanting to actually be the one to create these virtual things, then it's important to be an expert in the software, at least one software but again it is tricky like you said but um yeah so the future, what are your goals for the magic fabric blog
0: i want to build keep building a platform where um where you can get inspiration and really look at sort of the forefront of technology mm-hmm. because there's so so many projects coming out now and it's exciting to see i mean there's so many um collab brand collaborations and things popping up but um I want to be or I hope to be a little bit more in-depth layer to, to all of this. And um, I try and uh, monitor and pick up from uh, from creators out there and what softwares they're using and what are they looking at. And right now, I do publish a lot of content on AI. And I think uh, that's uh, super interesting to look at and, and how it's evolving. And I think, I mean, AI is not new technology for the fashion industry as such i mean it's been around for for many many years and i think it's i think the difference is that now it's in the hands of consumers and now people have access to to softwares like uh, dolly and uh midjourney and etc but i mean every time you get a an email with product recommendations um from uh, an online retailer that's probably done with with some type of machine learning so it it's been around um but it's now it's being used uh, more for sort of um, generating ideas and and uh, and visuals, um, and I think that's where people uh, that what people sort of it, it's more miserable for 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 people out in their homes uh, in a way that hasn't been before. But if you connect that to if we talk about AI from a general perspective, it's um, I think uh, it's very connected to where where the fashion industry is going and hopefully connected to making it also more sustainable. Um, but I think it's it's in general, if you connect this to digital fashion, why digital fashion is a thing now, I mean, we're living in a consumer paradigm where it's it's possible, but also kind of expected from from consumers to get these personal and unique experiences, to get something that's tailored for you. You're experiencing something that other people aren't. And that is being done in so many different ways in the fashion industry and from everything from sort of getting like i mentioned personalized recommendations and fit technology um uh, virtual try-ons for example um i mean and also today you can go to a store and pick up and and buy things without be without a single human being involved which is uh, amazing for example and something that i I've also been monitoring is um, like I mentioned virtual humans and uh, with the AI we can now for example replace um, real humans and, and fashion models in photo shoots with virtual ones and the opportunities that that opens up is is amazing.
1: Yeah, this, it's just so cool how much goes into this and I think it's really clear that from when you started the blog obviously it's to shine light on these new innovations and that's still what you're doing like you're very much on the leading edge and that's why i think it's just so cool what you're doing and highly recommend anyone to go and look at your blogs it's really amazing so where can people actually check out your work
0: so well first of all you should absolutely go to to and and check out the site um And then if you want to know more about me and my sort of artistic background, you can go to also to juliakrans.com to see uh, what I've been, uh, more about my sort of creative endeavors and my my background. Amazing. Well, thank you so much. I really, really enjoyed. Thank you.